Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Amplify Her podcast. I am your host, Christina Singh, and the Amplify Her podcast is all about amplifying and uplifting women's voices and stories. I am so, so excited for today's episode. Um, This is day two of a week-long jam-packed schedule of episodes. So welcome. Today, I am going to be talking all about intimacy coordinators. So I... I'm really excited to dive into this topic because it's been coming up a lot more in the news. I'm sure it's been spoken about before, but I actually did not know what an intimacy coordinator was until recently because actor Sean Bean uh, made some comments about intimacy coordinators and he has certainly received a lot of feedback around his comments. So I wanted to talk about it, um, talk about things that I've seen online from other people in the entertainment industry, um, talk about what exactly is an intimacy coordinator. Um, I would love to interview a few intimacy coordinators on the show. So I might reach out to those folks that I'm, I'm sleuthing online right now and trying to find some. So if you know of anyone, feel free to send them my way. Um, but let's dive in and talk about it. So what exactly is an intimacy coordinator? So an intimacy coordinator is an advocate um, or a liaison between actors and production. They can be categorized as a movement coach and or a choreographer in regards to nudity and simulated sex and other intimate and hyper exposed scenes in film. So this um, particular role came out of the Me Too movement. And according to uh, Intimacy Directors International, a nonprofit that was founded in 2016 by Alicia Rodas, Tonya Sina, and Siobhan Richardson, intimacy coordinators are expected to ensure that all staff and actors are aware of the context of the intimacy as part of the story. They're aware of the communication about the intimacy taking place among participants and avenues for reporting harassment is available. Intimacy coordinators ensure that actors continually consent to all scenes of intimacy. All scenes of intimacy are performed according to a previously agreed to choreography, and actors are encouraged to mark the end of each intimate scene with a moment to signal the return to real life interaction. The role of an intimacy coordinator is not to be confused with that of an intimacy choreographer who specializes in the techniques of staging intimate scenes. I feel like this is so fascinating and um, I'm reading more about this and apparently intimacy coordinators, you know, rose, as I mentioned, out of the Me Too movement, Um, but they were in particular, uh, the demand grew for intimacy coordinators after the 2017 Weinstein scandal. Actresses such as Emily Mead began to demand professional safeguards for their well-being on set, noting that given the structure of power in a production, actors, particularly young and experienced ones, might otherwise not feel able to speak up if directors, staff members, or other actors disregarded their consent or previous agreements regarding intimate scenes. In 2018, HBO adopted a policy of using intimacy coordinators for all its series and films with intimate scenes. Intimacy coordinators and workshops teaching best practices for intimate scenes were also beginning to be used in London theaters as of 2018. 
In January 2019, Netflix released Sex Education, its first production that used an intimacy coordinator. So I find this very, very interesting. Um, and I, I know that I just said that these um, coordinators have you know, started to become more popular in 2017. And then in 2018, HBO adopted that policy of uh, using coordinators for all of its series. But I have not heard of an intimacy coordinator until just recently with these comments from actor Sean Bean. So I wanted to read some of the comments that Sean Bean made. So if you are unfamiliar with Sean Bean. He's a very, very famous actor. I believe he's 63 years old. He has been in a number, a number of films. I would say um, his most popular piece of work that I, I know him from, maybe other people know him from very different things, uh, is Game of Thrones. So he plays, he played Ned Stark on Game of Thrones. Um, he also played Boromir, in the Lord of the Rings. He has a, a history of getting killed in every film that he's in. I, I wouldn't say every film, but in a lot of them. There are a lot of memes about Sean Bean getting killed in films. Um, but he made some comments about intimacy coordinators and that he doesn't really like them. So, um, this are these are some of the comments that Sean Bean made that intimacy coordinators spoil. He fears that they would spoil the spontaneity of intimate scenes. And I quote, I think the natural way lovers behave would be ruined by someone bringing it right down to a technical exercise. It would inhibit me more because it's drawing attention to things. Bean also referenced an unusual scene from season two of TNT Snowpiercer. He is on that show in which he, uh, the characters, in which the characters he and co-star Lena Hall uh, play are intimate with the aid of a mango. Okay. Bean said, I think they cut a bit out actually. Often the best work you do where you're trying to push the boundaries and the very nature of it is experimental. Get censored when TV companies or the advertisers say it's too much. It's a nice scene, quite surreal, dreamlike and abstract and mango-esque, whatever that means. Uh, after the interviewer observed, whoever is the, after the person interviewing him observed that intimacy coordinators were a response to the revelations of Me Too, and they were meant to help actresses feel safe on set, Bean responded, I suppose it depends on the actress. This one, Lena Hall, had a musical cabaret background, so she was up for anything. So... There, these comments have sparked a lot of controversy. Um, in particular, the moment that I heard about online was the line about spoiling spontaneity. So I do want to read this next part because Lena Hall responded herself to Sean Bean's comments. And she said, just because I am in theater not cabaret, but I do perform every once in a while, does not mean that I am up for anything. She made clear that she felt very much at ease with Sean Bean in that scene that he was describing, but it does not mean that she feels intimacy coordinators aren't important. 
end quote, if I feel comfortable with my scene partner and with others in the room, then I won't need an intimacy coordinator. But if there's any part of me that is feeling weird, gross, overexposed, etc., I will either challenge the necessity of the scene or I'll want an intimacy coordinator. She ended her thoughts with, I do feel that intimacy coordinators are a welcome addition to the set and think they could also help with the trauma experienced in other scenes. Sometimes you need them, sometimes you don't, but every single person and scene and experience is different. So obviously some really interesting discussions already happening with this. So I wanted to talk about some of the additional responses to Sean Bean's comments, because in looking at this situation, this was obviously the first time I had been introduced to the concept of an intimacy coordinator. And for me, in my opinion, this role makes a lot of sense. And from what I've been reading, a lot of actresses, I haven't really heard much from actors, but I'm sure there are actors who have said things in support of intimacy coordinators. Um, But for a lot of actresses, they're viewing these intimate scenes as similar to stunts in a movie. So in a stunt in a film, you go through a protocol and you have a person who is leading you through that stunt and coordinating it and, and is ensuring that you are safe. And a lot of these actresses have compared an intimacy coordinator to a person who is making sure you are safe when you're performing a stunt. Therefore, more than just the actors, I think about it really as similar to a stunt coordinator where a stunt coordinator is also is there for more than just the actors, right? They're there for the actors, they're there for the stunt doubles, they're there also for the rest of the cast and the crew, supporting the director and making sure that that dangerous, risky scene gets told safely. Um, Same with intimacy coordinators. I believe that we are there to not only support the actors and the director, but we're also there to support the camera operator, the boom operator, uh, the production team, etc. We're there as a liaison in so many ways. And one thing, like, I I don't, at this moment in time, I don't demonize productions or, like, blame productions for not using an intimacy coordinator. It is still a very new industry. It is pretty unregulated still. SAG-AFTRA is doing a really wonderful job. Um, But there is still a lot of, like, confusion around what this role is, who's qualified for this role, and how they operate. From what I've seen when people are performing stunts, and similar to this description of an intimacy coordinator, there are signs that you have when you're okay, uh, or when you're coming out of a scene back into reality, as that was described earlier. And so I do feel like this role seems very necessary and important for people to feel safe, especially in a situation where you could feel very much unsafe and where there has been a history of incidents. So say if there was a stunt, um, a one particular stunt that kept going wrong, people kept getting hurt, one would hope that they would change the systems around that one particular stunt to ensure that people felt safe. And it sounds like an intimacy coordinator, you know, performs their role in a similar fashion, creating better systems so actresses and actors can feel safe when performing a quote-unquote stunt, um, aka an intimate scene. So that is how I've interpreted this. I would love to hear from you guys to see how 
you think about this and, and see what you think about this and, uh, you know, what your take is on an intimacy coordinator, you can feel free to leave me a voice message. The There's a link in the episode description. But I do want to read a few other comments that were left in response to Sean Bean's comments. So the first one that I had heard of after this whole, um, you know, situation dropped because I know in Variety, it was mentioned that this was the conversation that Sean Bean um, had and these comments that he made. Uh, And so I first heard of Rachel Ziegler, who was in West Side Story, commenting on his comments. And she tweeted, intimacy coordinators establish an environment of safety for actors. I was extremely grateful for the one we had on West Side Story. They showed grace to a newcomer like myself and educated those around me who have had years of experience. Spontaneity in intimate scenes can be unsafe wake up. And similar to this, you know, if we're looking at intimate scenes as if they are stunts, you could replace intimate scenes with the word stunts. Spontaneity in stunts can be unsafe wake up. I I thought that was, you know, obviously a really wonderful insight. Uh, Another person that commented is Jamila Jamil, um, and she wrote, it should only be technical. It's like a stunt. Our job as actors is to make it not look technical. Nobody wants an impromptu grope. Dame Emma Thompson then chimed in and called her intimacy coordinator fantastically important. And she said that many performers would agree Quote, you might find that people go, it made me feel comfortable. It made me feel safe. It made me feel as though I was able to do this work. And no, you can't just let it flow. There's a camera there and a crew. You're not on your own in a hotel room. You're surrounded by a bunch of blokes mostly. So it's not a comfortable situation, full stop. Another comment from Philippa Childs, the head of the British Broadcast Union, Bechtu, said that Sean Bean's comments were disappointing, especially because they didn't acknowledge his position of privilege and the vulnerabilities and challenges many in the industry, particularly young and less experienced actors, may face as they engage in shooting intimate scenes. She uh She said, and I quote, intimacy coordination provides vital support for artists during the preparation, rehearsal and shooting of intimate action and its increasing use is a welcome move to further establish an environment of safety for actors on set. These comments display a disservice to intimacy coordinators and to the knowledge and contributions of the well-trained skilled professionals our members who carry out this work are. We applaud their commitment to keeping everyone safe and respected on set. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. I think having an intimacy coordinator on set seems to be really, really important. So what I find really fascinating is that um, apparently, and I didn't know this until I started doing more research on the Game of Thrones set. If you've ever watched Game of Thrones, it is an intense show and there are some really intense sex scenes. One might say gratuitous. And same with the violence on that show. I am a huge fan of Game of Thrones and now House of the Dragon. Uh, I really, really am enjoying it so far. And I love Game of Thrones. But there are intense sex scenes on that show. 
there have been a few sex scenes and intimate scenes on that show that have stuck with me for a long time as being traumatic and and really not enjoyable for me to watch. And so to think of, you know, people in those scenes also feeling trauma is not something that as a consumer of media, I would want to hear. I would want to hear that people felt safe and, and, you know, obviously when scenes are uncomfortable or if they're supposed to be scenes that are romantic, you know, just I would want to know that people feel safe no matter what. And so I, I think that, you know, there were rumors that I've now read about that on Game of Thrones, it wasn't always a comfortable environment during intimate scenes. So I didn't know that, you know, that was a an environment that didn't feel safe for people or it felt uncomfortable. And um, now on the Game of Thrones prequel, I am feeling like there's a lot more being taken into account when it comes to women's experiences on set and in general with their stories. <laughs> That's just me. Who, who knows? We'll see how this all goes. But uh, the intimacy coordinator on the Game of Thrones prequel series on House of the Dragon, her name is Miriam Lucia or Lucia, not sure. Uh, So she has commented on these comments that Sean Bean made and she just said, uh, quote, I just think he is a man of a certain age who has been in this industry for a very long time and he doesn't have an experience on the other side. Or maybe he's had a bad experience of working with an intimacy coordinator. All I would say is that in my experience so far, I don't think it gets in the way of the creative process. I think it helps to enable the creative process. Because I think once you've worked out what the actors are comfortable with in terms of touch and consent and what the movements are going to be, then you add the emotion to it and then you find the freedom because you're not scrambling and fumbling and trying to find it there and then in the moment. I think those comments are so, so important because you're acting. (laughs) I'm not an actor. And I have acted before, but I've never acted in an intimate scene. And I would think that it would be incredibly uncomfortable to act in that way with someone you don't know or do know, but you're not involved with and you're being filmed for any sort of film. Uh, I could imagine that would be wildly uncomfortable. And so I think having somebody there to reassure you that sounds like it would be incredibly helpful. So uh, that's why I'm reading these comments from actresses, because I think it's important to hear from the people who are in these scenes. And so one of them, um, one actress who is in House of the Dragon, uh, her name is Emily Carey, and she plays the uh, character Alicent. And she recently, in one of the episodes, had a an intimate scene. It was an intimacy, intimate scene that was pretty intense. And she plays the younger version of Alicent Hightower in the show, who when she, this is a spoiler for House of the Dragon, but when she is married, uh, she is married to an older man who summons her into his bedroom for sex. And it in this scene, uh, you can 
visually see that she is not enjoying it. And that is how it is supposed to be played out in the scene. So what I read from Emily Carey's experience is that she had a very, very positive experience with this particular scene because of the intimacy coordinator and her co-star being really lovely. She said that as soon as rehearsal started, there was an open dialogue with the showrunners who are Miguel Sapochnik. Sorry if I butchered your name. I'm sure you're listening. (laughs) And Ryan Condal. And uh, those conversations were open about how this series would approach sensitive storytelling. I will say in Game of Thrones, and I literally watched a video today of people reacting to the latest episode because you know I love that. Um, They, like literally, these two guys from, um, I'll just shout out their, their channel. It's previewed. They're awesome. They literally said, oh, women in Game of Thrones, like, it's not going to be a good thing. Oof. This poor girl, man. Yeah. I mean, that's, you can say that about most, and any woman in Game of Thrones. It's like, ah. And what this actress said is that these two showrunners said, this is how it's going to be different from the original. This is what we want to talk about. We want This is what we want to put out. This is what we want viewers to see from women in our show. Like there was a really open dialogue about having, you know, women portrayed in a different way than they were on Game of Thrones. So the important thing to know about this is that Emily Carey was 17 years old when rehearsal started for this show. And she'd be filming with a 47-year-old actor, Patty Considine, who plays Viserys, her husband. And her comments on her intimacy coordinator are really positive. She says, we have an intimacy coordinator who is amazing. Again, still being 17, the first scene that I read from the show was my sex scene and my intimacy scenes. That includes the scene where I'm bathing the king. But it scared me because at that point, I still hadn't met Patty. I didn't know how much of a joy he was and how easy he was going to make the scene. And all I saw was, you know, a 47-year-old man and me, and I was a bit concerned. So there's that scene that she talks about through another, the scene that I mentioned before. She's woken up in the late hour to go serve, quote unquote, the king, and she can't say no to that. You can see that she's staring at the ceiling and discomfort. You can see it's an uncomfortable scene. What Emily Carey said was that her rehearsals with her intimacy coordinator uh, helped her with any awkwardness during filming. And quote, in the rehearsal room, she was a massive help. And on set, she was a massive help. Yeah, it was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. Something I also want to mention is the path to becoming an intimacy uh, director and coordinator. It looks like this um, organization that I had mentioned, the intimacy directors and um, coordinators community, uh, 
the, oh, there's a professional program. Sorry, my, I'm just reading about this. There is a certified intimacy professional program that offers two professional certifications, intimacy coordinator for TV and film and intimacy director for theater and live performance. That's so wonderful. So in addition to this, the Consent Forward Artist Program is a program for any artist looking to learn more about consent and intimacy in entertainment. IDC, that's what this is called, is a is proud to be a SAG-AFTRA accredited training program for intimacy coordinators um, for TV and film. So I will actually link this in the episode description if you're interested in learning more about it. Um, and if you know you're listening to this episode and you're like, that sounds right at my alley, it sounds like this is something that is very, very needed in the entertainment industry. So um I would go for it. This is really cool. Hi, editing Christina here. I found a comment from Nick Offerman on his experience with uh, intimacy coordinators. But now there's an, there's a person on every set who says, okay, here's what the director wants. Are you okay? Mm-hmm. Or does everybody feel okay? How do you want to do it? What do you want to wear or not? And I that makes me feel a lot better about anything that might seem outrageous from the outside. Mm-hmm. I think these comments are phenomenal. I think when it comes to Hollywood and men in Hollywood right now, and and from what we've seen over the past few years, it's not been great. And it is just really, really, really cool to see that these actresses are having positive experiences at work, as they should be. I think as consumers of this media, we we don't even think about this as much as we should. I I weirdly do because I, I don't know. I wasn't allowed to watch anything with sex scenes when I was younger. So I still feel like, oh, my God, what's happening when I'm watching a sex scene? So I'm always wondering, like, oh, my God, how are these people feeling? This must be awkward. Like, what are they doing? But I do think it is super, super positive that there are roles such as intimacy coordinators. I think Sean Bean's comments, unfortunately, were really off the mark and inappropriate. And it, I think there needs to be some, a great deal of education for actors and actresses on what an intimacy coordinator is and how one might benefit folks on a film. I would love, love, love to hear your thoughts about this. And I would love to, you know, interview some intimacy coordinators. I think that, you know, being safe at your job while performing any sort of stunt or scene is is really important, especially in the entertainment industry. And so I just wanted to talk about that today because I think this topic is really, really interesting. And it's really cool to see that in this new Game of Thrones series, House of the Dragon, that they are taking women's experiences and storylines and the way that they're portrayed in media really seriously. And um, yeah, I would be happy to talk more about this if you're interested. Let me know, leave me a voice message. And uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Amplify Her podcast. And please never forget that your voice matters and your story matters. I will see you tomorrow with a brand new episode uh, with an interview. So can't wait to see you tomorrow. And um, yeah, bye.
The Amplify Her podcast is a part of the Amplify Her Media Network. You can check out more shows on the Amplify Her Media Network over on Instagram at Amplify Her Media.